the Sports Core Network, the new number one in sports. Welcome to the Slacker Sports Podcast, aka the Sports Talk of the Town. Now, I'm your host, film producer Jason Slack, and on today's show, we're doing a special mailbag episode. Man, the questions are coming in, the questions are piling up, and it's time to get to it. So, without a doubt, let's answer these questions. And the first question of the day is from Paul. I think it's Paul. P-O-R. And my bad, man, if I'm messing up the name. I don't know if you, like, left out an O or or what. But I'm going to go with Paul. And, you know, my bad if I'm if I'm wrong on that. But the first question, and it's a, it's a good one, man. It's a good one. It's about my boys, man, Darrell Rivas. And Sauce Gardner. And it goes, what do you think about Ashanti Samuel going back and forth with Darrell Revis and also saying that Sauce Gardner is a little overrated? So basically, like, we got a lot of moving parts here, man. This is like, uh, we got a couple of things going in this one question. It's actually like a, a couple of questions in one, which is, which is great. I love it. All right, first... You got to consider where this is coming from. Ashanti Samuel is a cornerback who, who played for the New England Patriots. And if you know anything, if you're a Jet fan like I am, and you know anything about the Jets, you know the New England Patriots are enemies number one. Today we call it the Ops. You know what I'm saying? New England... We can't stand New England. New England can't stand us. You know what I'm saying? It's the number one thing. Like, you know, it's 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 personal. You know what I mean? You got to consider the source. That's number one. Now, the first part, let's, let's, let's tackle the source gardener situation, right? Even him, even Ashanti Samuel being a New England Patriot, he has to be getting high if he's trying to say like Sauce Gardner is overrated. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what team you play for or what's your personal feelings toward the Jets. You have to be high if you're saying Sauce Gardner is overrated. First, this dude got drafted, you know, coming out of college, has never gave, given up a touchdown. When was the last time you heard something like that? Go ahead. I'll wait for it. Never. Never. It's unheard of. His whole college career never gave up one single touchdown. Like, let's, let's think about that for a second, man. Do you know how hard that is? Every game, like... I mean, sometimes it's like blown coverage. Sometimes it's luck. Sometimes you're going against a superstar wide receiver. This dude played against Alabama, who's known for their receivers. 
never gave up a touchdown. Just think about that for a second, man. Just think about that for a second, right? Now, last year, he was a rookie. A rookie. And he was credited with giving up a touchdown. But in, in, in my opinion, and it, not just my opinion, but if you're a football fan and you follow the game, he has still yet to give up a touchdown. The touchdown that that he was, you know, credited for allowing was a blown coverage between him and the safety. So, you know, we don't know exactly what the assignment was on that play, but and it was against the Cleveland Browns. But the receiver was left open because it's a blown coverage. With I want to see when we when when you say you know he gave up a touchdown, I want to see like somebody catch it on him, like you know what I mean. I want to see him you know give up a a completion in the end zone while he's covering, you know, while he's covering, and him and the receiver is mano a mano. That's what I call giving up a touchdown. Not a blown coverage. Not him coming over to help somebody. Him and the receiver mano a mano one on one. Now, yes, you know, he, he's saying that New York is a big market and he gets more hype. New York is, is a big market. And, yes, that the hype and everything, the coverage, that may be true. New York is, is bigger than a lot of other places. That may be true. But the numbers are there, dog. The, the numbers, I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. The numbers, the numbers are there, you know. Do you know how hard it is to win defensive player of the year as a as a corner when you have like a defensive end that, that gets like ten sacks or a linebacker that, that might get over a hundred tackles? Do you know how hard it is? That has never been done before. And I and I mean, this guy is a is a rookie who's like just learning the game. Like just learning the in and outs, just scratching the surface. So he still has room to grow, to grow. If you don't think his year, his rookie year was impressive, you're fooling yourself, man. Is this, is this all hate? Is this because you're a patriot? Now, coming over to the second, the, the second part of the question, which is, you know, him going back and forth with Darrell Revis. That's another indication that you're getting high. Like, I think I've read the tweets once. I think he's saying that, you know, Revis, something to an effect like Revis wasn't like that. Are you kidding me? We talking about, first of all, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Congratulations to my man Revis. We talking about, in my opinion, man, maybe the the best corner to do it. And that's including Dion. Now, I, that might cause some controversy, but I think Dion is a better football player. But I would make the case and say Revis is the better corner. And I say that because Revis, Revis covers and Revis will stop the run too. But Dion can play receiver. Dion can return kicks and all that. That's why I give him the better Football player, but we'll save that for another debate. But now, getting back to Asante Samuel, 
Are you are you kidding? You talking about Darrell Rivas, a corner that that just doesn't stay on one side of the field. We talking about a corner that shadowed the other team's best receiver. We talking about a a a, a, a Darrell Rivas that shut down Megatron, who's six five. 236 pounds, who won, who runs a 4-3, held him to, what, two, three catches, whatever it was. We talking about a, 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 a man that got, that shut down Ocho Cinco, who shut down Terrell Owens. All of these players, all of these, like, number one receivers, Hall of Fame type receivers, back to back, had a record-breaking year as a cornerback. Are you kidding? What lineup on the tight end if the tight end was the other team's best receiver? Come on, dog. It it, it comes a time where you gotta you gotta you know certain people and certain things, man. You just can't hate against, man. Like certain things are just there, you know. Asante Samuel, who was a you know who I think was a decent player in his own right. It gotta be because you played for New England, dog, man. But. But this is this greatness, man. You know, Revis is a first ballot. And Source keep playing the way he did. He's a first ballot as well, man. I mean, just get with it. You know what I mean? And also, like, I think the Jets have the best cornerback duel in the NFL right now. So, I think Asante Samuel was just caught up in his feelings. I think he also getting high. And I think it's because he a patriot, man. But... Yeah, he definitely need to get his mind right on that one. Next question is from Stacy. What do you think about Damian Lillard getting traded, possibly getting traded, my bad, to the Miami Heat? Um, I think it's I think that's a good move. I think I think it's I think it's time, you know what I'm saying? I think Damian Lillard, like he proved, he definitely proved his loyalty um, to the city of Portland. He definitely did. Um, many people, and I, and I was one of them. I expected him to to want to leave like three or four years ago, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Portland, done, you know, gave up the second best player on the team numerous times, all while Lillard was still there, and he still stayed. So I don't think anybody in, in Portland, you know, definitely could question anything if if he, you know, wants to get traded. He put in the work, you know what I'm saying? He put in his time. He definitely deserves a shot to win a championship, man. He's He's been one of the best point guards in the league for maybe, what is it, like a decade now? You know what I'm saying? Like a decade, one of the best point guards to do it. Uh, I think for sure he's a Hall of, Hall of Fame player, for sure. And I think Miami is a good spot for him, man. I think him and Jimmy Butler would have the opportunity to be the best court, backcourt in the NBA. Um, I think Miami has, has lost a couple of players in free agency. Uh, I think they point guard, I can't think of his name right now, he signed with the Lakers. I think they kept Kevin Love. But if 
I don't know what kind of package Miami could offer. And I hear Portland, you know, this one, they prices this outrageous. Like, I hear something like four first-round picks. And I don't really think that's too realistic, man. Uh, Lillard, Damian Lillard, who's definitely a good player, but he is up there in age. So it's not like Miami or whoever trades, you know, whoever trades for him is will have the ability to get him in his prime. You know what I'm saying? So I think Portland going to have to come down just a tad on that. You know what I'm saying? And that's not no knock on Lillard or anything, but he is up there in age. You're not getting a, a young player in his prime. You know what I mean? Portland got to realize that. But I think that's a good fit. Um, I can't think of anywhere else that would be a better fit for him, you know, given his, you know, uh, opportunity to win the championship. I would love to have him in Chicago, but I know that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But Miami is, a, is definitely a good spot for him, man, and he deserved it. He deserved to go after the title, man, before he retired, man, definitely. So if he gets traded to Miami, I'm, I'm all for it. Next question, and another basketball question. This one is from, I think it's Kuda. What do you think about the Philadelphia 76ers and the James Harden situation? Do you think he will leave or do you think he's going to stay? This one is interesting. This is this is one of the ones. This is the most interesting, you know, player of the offseason, man. This is like, I'm getting a kick out of this one. Like, I'm, I'm anxious to see. Uh, This one is strange, man, because I, I keep saying it. Harden is the most, probably in the history of the NBA, he's the most unique player there ever was. I say that I say that because he's a he's a he's a good player. He's a good scorer, obviously. But that being said, you know, usually when you take a, a, a good scorer, the caliber of James Harden, who has, you know, scoring titles and who's always in the top, you know, five and scoring for multiple seasons and everything. Usually you can say, you know, there's a lot of teams that would love to have him and a lot of teams that he could play for. But his situation, that's not the case. Like his style of play, he it doesn't fit with everybody at all like it it just it doesn't fit like he's ball dominant he demands he he demands the basketball man and that's just not going to sit well with others like as i just mentioned earlier like with with Dame Lillard and Jimmy Butler you know Harden Harden and Jimmy Butler couldn't play together because like Jimmy Butler is not going to like sit there and, and 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 watch all that, you know what I'm saying? I don't see, I don't see that. I don't see that fitting. Um, you got to remember he was with, with with KD like twice, one once in Brooklyn and, and and once in Oklahoma when they first started. You know, neither time that worked. Uh, he was with Westbrook two times, once in Houston and once in Oklahoma. Both of those times didn't work. He doesn't fit alongside like another superstar like he has to be the man 
like without a doubt, like it has to be him and everybody else like plays a role. That that's just that's just how his style is, you know. That's that's you know that's just how he fit. That's how it was in Houston. And to be honest with you, it, it kind of it it may have seemed to some people like it was working with him and the bead in Philadelphia, but it wasn't. And you see, like you know, since he became a free agent and at the end of the season, he has like made several comments, like saying that you know he could do more, but it's up to the coaches, and you you know it's not him. It's the type of offense they're running. You know, he's just made comment after comment, you know, kind of like saying, alluding to he's being held back. You know what I mean? So, you kind of you kind of see that. But, as far as whether he stays or goes, and I've been thinking about this a while, even before like this, this episode and before this question came in. I almost like to think that he has to stay. Because I don't see, like, I don't see the fit. I don't, I don't see the fit. At at this at this stage in his career, I don't know him personally, but at this stage in his, of his career, I would think that he would like want to win a championship. You know, he 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 got the scoring titles and all that. He got the recognition. You know, he's he's he got the bag, he's been paid. I would think that he has his mind on trying to get a championship and at one point I thought maybe Milwaukee before they brought back Chris Middleton. I could see like maybe uh you know the Greek freak kinda like letting Harden do his thing, kind of sort of like I could I I, I could make a pathway to see like how that might have worked, but they brought Middleton back, and now that's that's cloudy. I don't know if Philadelphia would want to trade Harden to the uh, East Coast anyway, so most likely it would have to be a, a West Coast team. Oklahoma's building. I I don't think they you know near in the championship, and Minnesota has Anthony Edwards. I just don't see a. A fit, man. You know, maybe I'm forgetting somebody. I don't know. Like maybe, I doubt it. But maybe Utah wanna would wanna create a package. But how how close are they to are they to a championship? I just don't. I just don't see a fit. Unless it's like a, a huge blockbuster that I don't see. I think he. I think he probably has to stay. You know, Doc Rivers is not there anymore. They have a new coach, um, Nick Nurse. And I'm sure he probably runs a different system. So I, I think he stays and tries to see what Nick Nurse and that new system is about. And, I mean, he's he's running out of time, man. Running out of options. Like, you just, you know, it, he done basically, like, teamed up with everybody, too. Kyrie... Durant and all them twice. He's running out of that too. So, uh, but I think he stays in Philly, and maybe Philly like tries to, you know, retool. I guess not rebuild, retool, and they try to make it work from there, man. But I'm a, I'm a vote 
and, and predict that he stays. Next question is from Christian. What do you think about this year's home run derby? And do you think it's a, a waste of time? And is the baseball all-star game any different? So this one is another one that has like multiple questions to it. Um, I, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't see the home run derby. And I'm going to be honest again. I never, I don't think I ever watched like a complete like home run derby. Like I watched like bits and pieces of it. I'll watch a little bit of it, you know, do something else and come back to it like that. I've never watched a, a, a complete, you know, home run derby. Um, with that being said, though, nah, I don't think it's a waste of time. I think, I think people, from what I know and from what I see, I think people love the home run derby. Like that event has always like gotten love. Like I've never heard. I know a lot of baseball fans, and like I've never heard of like the home run derby being a problem. Like I remember. Like, I know, like, say the NBA uh, All-Star Game, I know a lot of people, including myself, like, don't like the changes about how, you know, players get to pick, and there's, like, no East and West and stuff like that. And then, you know, in football, like, people complain about, like, the, the Pro Bowl and, and things of that, you know, and, and some of the events there. But I never heard any complaints about the Home Run Derby. And... Man, it was, again, I didn't see the whole thing, but it was entertaining, man. You know, shout out to uh, Vladimir Guerrero. You know I mean? He went on a, a hell of a streak in that final round, man. He, he went crazy. Like, that was something like a record. And his pops, you know what I mean? His pops was a bad boy, man. I remember his pops. Man, I used to, I, I love his pops. His pops is one of my own favorite players, man. His his pops was just an all around player, man. His pops got a a, a a cannon for arm. His pops could take the ball. You did not, man. You did not run on his pops at all, man. Like you did not even think about it. His pops had a gun for arm. His pops could hit. His pops was the complete package. So you know, I mean, I see where he got it from. But yeah, shout out to him, man. You know, he Toronto. The son is the Toronto. Uh, Blue Jays first baseman, you know, a young, young upper cunner, comer. I expect him, well, he's already like one of the the youngest, you know, better players in baseball. You know what I mean? I expect big things from him, man. His pops was like that. You know what I mean? He learned from the best. So, you know, shout out for him, to both of them, you know, for winning the derby and everything. And as far as like the All-Star game, I think it was kind of getting like stale for a minute. For a couple of years ago but then they added you know a key element to it they added you know whoever wins that's who gets like you know home field advantage and uh in the world series and i mean that's that's big i mean granted like everybody in the all-star game is it's not gonna be in the postseason but you know what i'm saying i mean that's that's an incentive to play for, you know what I'm saying? That's that's something to play for. You know, a lot of people that do make the team, you know, they are in contention for the postseason. You know, and the ones that's not, 
you know, the season is still like you got to have a season to go. So, you know, I mean, you, you, you never know. You can still turn it around. But, no, nah, I don't think it's a waste of time. Man. I think it's doing what it do. I haven't heard any complaints or nothing like that. And, you know, they, they go keep doing their thing every year. You know what I'm saying? It's a little break for the players. 162-game season anyway. So, you know what I mean? Just, just keep enjoying that. And last question of the day. And it's another two-part question. And finally, man, something about wrestling. You know what I mean? I ain't get one of those in a while. And it goes, when do you think Roman Reigns will finally lose the Universal Championship? And when he does, who do you think he's going to lose to? Ah, oh, man. Good question, man. Good question. Good question. Every time I think, like, I have an idea, like, it changes. You know what I mean? It changes. If you'd have asked me at WrestleMania, before WrestleMania, you know, I would have swore that he was going to lose the belt at WrestleMania. I, I was shocked that, you know, he beat Cody Rhodes and he still, you know, kept the, the championship. You know, but shout out to him. You know, he's been a championship over, you know, 1,200 days now. That's like something like fourth or third all time or something like that. That's crazy when you think about it. And this is it's interesting, man. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know. Like you got you got SummerSlam. It's like nobody nobody big is is lined up for him right now. You know, you got SummerSlam coming up. That's the biggest event left of the year. You got SummerSlam and, and something like Survivor Series later on. I believe like in November. And SummerSlam, he's supposed to fight his cousin, Jay Uso. In a way, and this is going out on a limb. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is really going out there. I, I, I kind of, I don't really see, I don't really know if they're willing to put the belt on Jay Uso. But... I could see a small window of that happening if Solo Sokoa turns on Roman Reigns, which I think he will. You know what I'm saying? I, I think eventually at some point he will. I would be shocked if Roman Reigns went into WrestleMania next year still the champion. I mean that that just be crazy, man. That's a long time, man. That's that's crazy. If is either Jay Uso beats him with the help of Solo, or it's some kind of like disqualification, and maybe he fights, you know, Solo after that. We'll see if they want to put, you know, the WWE want to put the belt on Solo, or. The only other two options is if Randy Orton comes back, which he will. I don't know if he's coming back to SmackDown. If Randy Orton comes back or last resort and the last option, Bray Wyatt, who's, you know, 
supposed to come back like very both supposed to come back soon. But those are my options. If if Solo turns on him, I can see a window for Jay for Jay doing it. If not, I gotta think it's either gonna be uh, Randy Orton or Bray Wyatt. And but either way, I don't see him like going into WrestleMania, the champion still the champion. I'll be shocked. But anyway, this has been the episode of the Slacker Sports Podcast, aka the Sports Talk of the Town. Now, I appreciate y'all for sending in your questions. Please definitely keep it coming. And we'll talk more sports again later.